Patas. 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 Welcome to Fart House, where we watch the artsiest, fartsiest films so that you can pretend that you did. I am your host, Casey O'Brien, joined by Patrick. I'm reinstating you. Okay. Your co-host again. I was wondering how long this, this bit would last. <laughs> I kind of remembered and forgot all in one, or forgot and remembered in one fell swoop, and uh, the bit... Is no is not fun for me anymore. Okay, but, good. Uh, you're here, our co-host reinstated. You are not the host for two episodes mm-hmm. canonically, uh, <laughs> but you are here. How are you, Patrick? I'm okay. Uh, had a nice long weekend. Uh, can As I take you through it real quick? Sure. Uh, Friday night, uh, went to Manuel's co-op for his birthday. Friend How of the was pod. Manuel? Manuel's good. We did a little wine tasting. Um, and then now, at- Manuel's co-op is famously clothing optional. Was there any nude people walking around? <laughs> there were no nude people at this at this event. It was a very soiree. It was a very chaste affair. A very refined. Oh, okay, good. It was a wine tasting. Bible um, readings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was nice. And then saw Deep Purple and Black Sabbath cover bands. Huh. Um, and then saw a honky tonk show at the White Horse Tavern, one of my favorite venues. Great. And Sunday, what I do? Oh, um, uh, one of my old friends. Uh, do you remember Mia McGuire? Do you remember yeah. her? She is uh, moving to Austin soon. So she's what? Why yeah. is she moving to Austin? She's engaged to an Austinite, and oh, uh, so she just got engaged, and uh, so she was here visiting her fiance. Her betrothed is it betrothed? betrothed? Is betrothed after correct. marriage or is betrothed engaged? No, I believe betrothed is like you are betrothed to them. You yeah. Know? Whatever. There's some betrothal engagement. They're in love. They're in love. That's all that matters. Anyways. God, uh, there is a there is a pipeline from Los Angeles right into Austin. No wonder the Austinites are pissed. <laughs> I know. Um, so, yeah, how was your long weekend case? What'd you do? What'd you get up oh, to? Oh, it was fine. I actually went to a wedding out that was outside. Uh, that was pretty cool. Kind of felt like things were normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, great to have an open bar. Just yeah. Just a fantastic What'd situation. What'd you get? All sorts of stuff. They had, I had a few margaritas, uh, some red wine. I oh, had wow. some Jack Daniels on the rocks. Mixon and Dixon, bro. Mix, yeah. It's the Mixon Dixon Sometimes line. that's not a wise move, but I'm a professional, and I was able to wake up as fresh as a daisy the next really? morning. No, so. no hangover? No hangover. What's the your secret? got it out of my system. Oh, okay. What's my secret? Yeah. Uh, water, I guess. I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> You just have to check in with the little man in your stomach. Uh, like Edward G. Robinson and Double Indemnity. Um, Patrick. Yeah. We're hosting a show. Oh, do we have a sponsor today? We do. We have a repeat sponsor today. What? Who is it? What saint is this? What patron of the farts? It is. It's a, a classic patron of the farts. You'll you'll oh. recognize these names. It is Jack and Liz. Do you remember Jack and oh, Liz? Of Jack course, who, Jack uh, and Liz. Recently got his PhD. They just bought a house in Lexington, Kentucky, because he's doing Bless a postdoc. Bless their hearts. So they're. It's um. <laughs> so the drink prescription. <laughs> Is a classic yes. combo of an old Milwaukee with an eggshell rim for Casey, just the way he likes oh, it. Oh, come on now. <laughs> I thought we buried this heinous Can rumor. Can you imagine a glass of old Milwaukee with an eggshell rim? Is that like a margarita salt rim with yeah. crushed up eggshells? Just crushed up eggshells just for you to... God. <laughs> you know what? Have you ever had Norwegian coffee? No, but I feel like you've told me about it. It's eggshells crunched up into the coffee grounds. That's so gross. And uh, I'm Norwegian, so maybe there is some truth to this heinous rumor, the myth. What is so then you you steep the shells with the coffee grinds? Yeah, it removes the bitterness of the coffee. It's like a lighter coffee. Have you tr- have you tried this? Yeah. Should I try it? Uh no, because you've been such a little pain in my ass about the stupid eggshells thing. So well, now you're conceding it. that you are an eggshell bitch. You are the eggshell bitch. <laughs> I didn't say I was an eggshell bitch. You are because they own you. I don't. I can't even. Eat, I've never eaten an eggshell. You just admitted to drinking eggshells. Yeah, but that's not the same thing. <laughs> Anyways, continue on with the sponsorship. Oh, that's pretty much it. Jack and Liz. Thank and, you, Jack uh, and Liz, patron of the farts. Lexington, all stars. Kentucky. Yeah, patron of the farts, all stars. Love you guys. Thank you so much. Yes, so thank appreciated. You Jack and Liz. 
Uh oh yeah, Patrick, how's the Patreon coming? Really good. We've yeah, things are they're going really good. Really? Is I that think, true? I think people are going to be really excited. All right. I love to hear that. Uh, we'll take this offline, too. I'll put you a, to a little lie detector machine polygraph test. Uh, Patrick, we have a five-star review Ooh, that's very exciting. It is exciting. Can I read this to you? Yes, please do. It's by JFW221. I don't know who this person is. Do you think those says, are initials? I'm, I, I could assume. Okay. 221. Who knows what that it's means? It's going to be... Uh, maybe February... The- February 2021. I don't know. Okay, so here's the review. Let me clarify. I do not listen to this podcast. Mm, Okay, makes me not want to read the rest of the review, but here we go. But stay with me, they ask. My husband is very smart, loves to read, watch movies, and I'd be in trouble if I didn't mention his large varietal taste in music. All that is to say he's extremely intentional on how he spends his time. Would you say, Patrick, that you and I are intentional with how we spend our time? I think you are. I am absolutely not. I'm not either, Patrick. You're better than me, though, for sure. You have your morning routine. Well, I you always pin this on me. I'm not. But I'm it's no, a good I, thing. You should be proud. I aspire I, to be more like you. My morning routine goes out the window all the time. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So, anyways, continuing. I know this podcast must be good. That or he has a low key crush on one okay. of the hosts. Stop right there. Ooh. Stop right there. Stopping right there. Who do you think it is? Who, 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 which of us does he have yeah, a crush on? Yeah, who does he on? have a crush on? It's you, 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 you charismatic little <laughs> bitch. I charm the pants off everybody and me. That's not true. Irritate them into oblivion. <laughs> into, into, till their pants comes off. Uh, uh... Well, please, uh, reviewer, let us know which one of us he has a crush on, okay? Yeah, send us uh, a random DM. I can hear him giggle across the house and within days he's telling me about a movie he must see or telling me how much he loved an art house movie and how much I'd hate it. Anyways, I'd say, listen, if you like movies and hate the real housewives. See, okay, I take a little bit of umbrage with that because I do like the real housewives. Mm-hmm. Me too. Well, and I have if you seen listen to the show, you can also like the real housewives. It's a big... I, I can't say I've watched a ton, but I've watched Potomac. I've watched New York. I've watched a little bit of Salt Lake City. I've watched Atlanta. You know, so I know about The Real Housewives and I know about Art House Film. You can like both. But thank you, JFW221. What a sweet uh, uh, review of our show. It's really appreciated. And others, please leave a five-star review. It really helps the show. Patrick! Yes. We're moving on. Yep. Letterbox Rundown. How was your week? D plus. D plus. I'm guessing you watched one movie. Correct. Okay. What was it? I watched this uh, 80s horror movie slasher called Hell Knight with Linda Blair. Have you heard of this? Hell Knight, yes. It's uh, pretty bad. Um, it started off pretty promising. It started it started off kind of like in the vein of Night of the Demons. Do you remember that movie, Night of the Demons? Oh, I love Night of the Demons. Yeah, and I love Night of the Demons too. So it started off kind of in a similar vein. And then it's almost like they just had... It's almost like all the writers left the writing room halfway through writing wow. the movie. And then, like, I don't know, <laughs> like a, a sentient pencil finished the script on its own. Mm, the <laughs> sentient it, pencil. <laughs> That's a good name for, like, a giallo movie, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was not good. The perfor- Linda Blair was particularly awful, which is strange because oh. I, I think she's a good actress, but... I think it was just such a bad script and poor direction. Is she a good actress? I've only seen her as Reagan in The Exorcist. Well, have you seen The Exorcist 2? No. She's good in that. I've seen her in an episode (laughs) of Murder, She Wrote, called Murder Takes the Bus. Who did she play in that? A wife. Mm. And how how was her performance? (laughs) It was fine. Not, Not memorable. Yeah. Um, so yeah, okay, Hell Knight, kind of, kind of fun at first, and then really, it's, it's. I don't think it's worth your time. Um, so I shouldn't put that on my Shocktober list. I wouldn't put it on your Shocktober list. Okay, no. I give it two out Patrick. of five stars. Not putting it on there. Okay, Patrick, it seems that Letterbox is going through some sort of maintenance right now because I can't access the site or the app. Can you believe it? What's going really? on, Letterbox? Yeah, I don't know. I shit you not. Huh. So I'm just gonna have to remember off the dome. I have seen a few movies this week, but I'm having a hard time. Oh, okay. One came into my mind that I loved. Almost a five-star review. Oh, wow. Gregor Rocky's Smiley Face. Heard oh, of it? Oh, I have. I have not seen it, but I've heard a of Luce it. A Luce favorite. She loves that movie. Rented it at Videotech as well. Saw Luce at Videotech this week, in fact. How's she doing? She seems good. She yeah. seems well. Good, healthy. good, good. Hey, She's eating a sandwich. Hey, what's the update on um, Surprise? Are there any updates on Surprise? Is it in post? No updates on Surprise. Update, though, on the Mean Teen. 
Oh. I want to say I apologize to the mean teen. He was very friendly when I rented from him. Helped my wife, Trisha, who is struggling to find a film. So he's turned it around. He's turned it around. I think Luce is the one who helped him. Yeah. Because he was very good, very friendly. Almost an entire personality shift. Did it so, feel forced, though? Did it feel like a phony? It didn't. That was the it odd It felt thing. natural? Felt Ah, natural. Wow. Uh, so that was wild. Yes, Smiley Face, great LA movie, great stoner movie. It, some have described it like uh, uncut gems, but like mm. much lower stakes. Okay. Um, it's just kind of like, I got to do this. I got to do this. It's kind of like the cocaine scene in Goodfellas, a movie you love, I know. Yeah. Kind of like that where it's like, but high is on it drugs. Cut, is it cut together like that? It's a, like a kind of a kinetic... There is some Editing? kind of kinetic, frenetic energy to it. Yeah, okay. it's pretty funny. I really enjoyed it. All right. Highly recommend. Before you get uh, too far, uh, I yes. want to I want to ask you if you talked to Luce about our little experiment that we were discussing. So for our what listeners, so for our listeners, we have some fart house stickers, and uh, they're oh, really I did not cool. Ask they're Luce. universally beloved stickers, and it's the Paramount logo with the word fart house instead of Paramount. Uh-huh. And we get rave reviews. People love them. People are bursting down the door to get these. Okay. And Casey loathes them because That's he has no taste. I, so, our pack, our, are we not an art house? Podcast? Paramount has made art house movies. That is a major studio. Well, they've made our house we're not movies. like some corporate goons, didn't Paramount, man. Didn't Paramount do Bonnie and Clyde? That's like one of the first art house. Well, not one of the first. That's like the, I can't speak to that, but they're a giant. They have a Paramount lot. Anything that has a lot, we eschew. Patrick, <sighs> Fart House, Paramount, I don't like it. It makes See, this no is, sense. This is where, like, I'm big hall, you're small hall. You're like one of those old school baseball writers that will only let in, like, like Jesus Christ gets voted into the Hall of Fame. No, I'm just talking about our advertising. <laughs> like, it needs to be on track. I want listeners. If I saw that as a listener, I would. Be, it looks so much like the Paramount logo that i would just not look at it no i think people are intrigued because they can tell something is askance and so i don't want to talk about this all right, on all right. Air, but Patrick. okay before we get too much further into that you, you did, our idea was for our listeners was to put off put out a fart house paramount sticker and then a tbd to be designed sticker no, patrick the sticker should be the t-shirt design because it's so great oh okay so then it'll be this the sticker will be the t-shirt design Yes. Well, well, then, of course, that'll win. Yeah, I know, you <laughs> dumb shit. <laughs> what are we talking about here? I thought we were going to do another. Uh, I guess I forgot. <laughs> oh, Patrick. You know what it's time for, Case? You know what it's time for? What? It's time for me to eat a little crow. <laughs> Just the tiniest little crow. Uh, Anyways, you did not bring it up on. to Luce. I did not. Okay. All right. We'll talk. We'll talk about it more offline. Okay. Sounds good. Um. What was I going to say? Oh, another movie I watched last night with Trisha. There are some other movies I watched, but I'm blanking on them this week. But we watched a truly horrific film. It was so bad. It's called Darkness. It came out in 2002 with Anna Paquin. And I I can't even describe how bad it was. It was like, I don't even want to go into it. It's terrible. Don't watch it. It's on HBO Max. Why did you watch it? Did it sound intriguing? Well, because Trisha was like, let's watch Malignant. It's streaming. And then we sat down, had all plans to watch it. You Have you seen the trailers for that new James Wan Mm -hmm. film, Malignant? And then I was like, Trisha, this is not streaming. And she was like, oh, dang it. I don't think it comes out until Friday. Yeah, we got our dates mixed up, so... But we were on the HBO Max page, and I was like, oh, let's find another horror movie on there. And I just picked that one, and ooh, it was a stinker. Do you ever check to see what people think of it prior to plunging? I do, normally, but this was on HBO, so I kind of felt like there was a level mm. of goodness, but that was a that was a mistake. It I do feel, I, I don't fault you for that. I feel like HBO Max is a little bit better curated, so I feel like it, it would have been relatively safe to... Uh, to select it and it was very unsafe <laughs> because it was bad and it re- did you watch the whole thing yeah we watched the whole thing um what else are we gonna do it was like a labor day what am i gonna do you know anywho patrick that's it for letterbox rundown let's move on shall we Fart. all right patrick this is Fart House, a show we both host together equally, uh, which is why we're discussing a huge art house movie today. And it is called Itumama Tambien, which translates to what, Patrick? 
And your mother, too. Thank you. We will discuss Itumama Tambien and subject it to our proprietary fartsy test, which determines how impenetrable, unapproachable, and generally artsy-fartsy a movie really is. But Patrick, I must ask, do you own this movie, and have you seen it before? Yes, and yes. You do own it? Yes, I own it, and I've seen it. Wow, did you watch? Now, were you able, this has been a running theme, too, where you own the movie, but some sort of obstacle gets in the way of you actually watching the movie that you own. Did you actually watch the copy of the movie you own today for this? <laughs> no. You didn't? Why not? <laughs> because all of my DVDs are in boxes. Oh, I see. I yeah. see. I see. So all of those are still in boxes, and so I figured, you know, since it was on Criterion Channel, uh, I'd watch that. Oh, it's on the Criterion Channel? Yeah. What'd you do? I rented it from Videotech. Oh. Like a fool. Sucker. Uh, well, no, you're supporting Videotech. That's good. I am supporting Videotech. We've got a nice little... Uh, Trish and I go every week now. It's fun. Oh, um, I'm so jealous of that. Well, when did you see it for the first time, Patrick? Itumama Tambien. Ooh, very good question. I'm trying... I think probably senior year of high school or freshman year of college. Yeah, yeah. Right That's around the then. Yeah. Uh-huh. And... Um, I'm trying to think if I had seen it prior to Motorcycle Diaries or not. And the reason I bring that up is because of Gael Garcia Bernal. I'm trying to remember my first exposure to Gael, to Gael? Gar- to Gael Garcia Bernal. Who do you think's hotter, Diego Luna or Gael Garcia Bernal? A great question. And a question that I was pondering during the movie. Now, here's here was the answer because I knew for some reason that you were going to ask this question. So mm-hmm. I actually did think about it. <laughs> I think that... In this movie that we watch today, Ituma Matambien, I think Diego Luna is hotter. Mm-hmm. But now, present day and later, I think Gael Garcia Bernal is more attractive. I agree. See? However, Diego Luna looked pretty hot in Narcos. I have not seen Narcos, cannot speak to the hotness level of Diego Luna in that movie. Yeah, he looked pretty good in that. Uh, so, or but show, I, I should say. But I agree with that. But I think Gael, he really grew into a very handsome man, particularly around like the science of sleep time, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So uh, great. Thank you, Patrick. That You're was welcome. a great question. When did you first see it, ex- get exposed to it, experience Well, it? this is one of those movies out there, you know, where you heard of it, you know, and it's kind of like, oh, you got to watch that if you're a real movie person. You also, know? And so I feel like um, I remember thinking before, you know, I think it was before I had taken Spanish. Mm. Um, I remember thinking the title was like kind of like utterly beguiling. Like I thought it was like such an interesting title. I mean, now that I, now that I speak Spanish, it's 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 nothing particularly interesting. But it is a weird title, even if you know what it means. Yeah. Like, and your mother, too. I think it must be some sort of expression in Mexico, like. Well, they say it in the movie. Do you remember when they say it? No. When did they say it? So there's a point in the movie where... I don't remember that. <laughs> oh, so there's a point um, towards the end of the movie when they're um, talking about, like, everyone they fucked. Like when... Oh, when they keep yelling over to uh, over to Chewie? Yeah, when Chewie! they keep yelling over to Chewie. And at one point, I can't remember if it's Julio, who's Gael Garcia Bernal's character, or Tano- Tanoch. Tanoch, yep. Or if it's Tanoch, Diego Luna's character, but one of them says, and I, I fucked, and your mother too. I said. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that. I and it was like it was, in the was context so of like, and it was like the context was like, I also fucked your mother was like the. And now in the movie, when he said that, was that true? It seemed like he actually did. It did seem presented as true. Yeah. I don't know, though. Unclear, because they were just saying all these people. Yeah. Like, I was kind of unclear if he actually did. Yeah. It could have gone either way, frankly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Patrick, oh yeah, so I watched this in college. Okay. Uh, and then Did I watched you watch it, it in your little screening room at the library? Loved it. No, I think I watched it in a dorm room. Somebody had it. And then I loved it, watched it later in college, continued to love it. And I think I watched it with my like freshman year group of pals. You know, you're always hanging out in each other's dorm room, crying, yeah. laughing, <laughs> listening to music, emoting together. And we watched Itumama Tambien. Did you together. cry a lot in... Um freshman year probably mm. yeah i remember i was I remember, so far away from home <laughs> i remember crying during a study session once i was all depressed mm. freshman year with other people there yeah it was it was horror hor- horrifyingly uh, embarrassing it wasn't like bawling so, it, i was like tearing it's up so it's such an emotional time yeah. and, and i, I wasn't to go even outside that I was, and like let it out i was like, <gasps> it, it's not even like i was sad that i was away from my family really i didn't miss home at all but it's yeah. just an emotional time yeah i couldn't even you tell know? you what i was particularly i just remember being in this like study group and the um 
there are these particular oh god i can't remember what they're oh the saxon suites at ucla it was mm, kind of like we're like the, the saxon it was kind of like where the cool second years would would want to yeah. live and there was a study group in a common room at the saxon suites Ugh. And for some reason, I just started tearing up and I'd excuse myself. <laughs> oh, Patrick, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. I, yeah, I remember just everything. You know, I was so serious in college. I didn't even oh, have that too. much fun. I was just like Same. depressed and like everything is being. I remember my junior year movie. I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I remember my junior year film didn't go well and it didn't come out very good and people didn't really like it. And I remember thinking, wait, good things are a different one. Oh, the, my junior year movie. The what good was your junior was my year movie? Senior year movie. It was called Earmuffs. Yeah, Earmuffs. Like and from like, There's Something About Mary. Uh, yeah. I think <laughs> is there a character named Earmuffs in that movie? No, it's uh, it's Mary's younger brother. I forget his name, but he has to, he he needs his he's mentally challenged and he needs his oh, earmuffs on to feel good. safe. Okay, yeah, basically like that. <laughs> uh. But it didn't come out very well, and it just it was kind of left unfinished. I passed the class, but it was like bad. And I remember talking to my parents on the phone, being like, "My film career is over." And I was like nineteen. It's just like, and I really felt, I really felt that. I really meant that. Um, but Patrick, let's get into this movie okay, a little yes, bit. Sorry. What what surrounded this film? It's directed by the wonderful Mexican director Alfonso Cuarón in two thousand one. Who famously could not get out of the E film parking lot. One of the famous, uh, you know, top. First paragraph Wikipedia page could not get out of the e-film parking lot until Patrick Mallon escorted him out and helped him. Uh, Ichiro Matambien is actually like not even his breakout film, although I feel like a lot of people like my age first kind of heard of him then. But he had um, his kind of breakout film, Alfonso Corn's breakout film is Solo con tu pareja, which is oh. only with your bird. Uh, and then he did... Then he kind of went to Hollywood after that and directed A Little Princess and Great Expectations. And then after that, he kind of returned to his like indie roots and made Ituma Tambien. And then after that, went Hollywood again and did Harry Potter and The Prisoner of Azkaban yes. and Children of Men and Gravity. Um, and then he went back to Mexican roots again for Roma. Um, but he's a phenomenal director. I, you know, him, Guillermo del Toro, and um, Alejandro Iñárritu kind of get lumped. They're all pals, mm-hmm. and they all kind of get lumped together, and they're all from Mexico, right? They're all from Mexico. Mm-hmm. Is yeah, that correct. They're all from Mexico. Um, but which of those three is, is your favorite, Patrick? Um, I think it used to be Alejandro González Iñárritu, but I would say now probably Alfonso Cuarón. Mm, I would say Iñárritu, who has done like Birdman and Amores Perros and Babel, more intense movies. He's my least favorite by a He's your least favorite? Mile. Seriously, what don't you like? Is a it just country, too melodramatic? It's, or too what? Me- it's, it's not melodramatic, I don't think. It's just too dramatic well, I don't know. Have you seen Beautiful? No. I mean, too, yeah, I guess it's too not, sad. It's, yeah, it, beautiful is absolutely, it's just the most soul crushing. Yeah. Just seems gut wrenching. And I like that Guillermo del Toro and Alfonso Cuaron, they, they, all their movies have kind of a sense of magic to them, mm-hmm. including Ituma Matambien. Um, yeah. Kind of a fantastical element to it, which I like. But, anyways, yeah. this was directed by Alfonso Cuaron in 2001. Uh, Did you see who to, shot it? Did you see who shot the movie? Yes. Our good friend Chivo, Emmanuel Lupetsky. Who's also like pals with those guys. Is he mm-hmm. Mexican too? Uh, yes. Very good. Uh, He's also Terrence Malick's famous collaborator from his yes. later years. Yes. Uh, Cuaron imagined this movie as uh, it was like a reimagined American road movie uh, that depicts Mexico's geography, politics, people, and culture. And this movie is very much about Mexico if you want to read a very interesting article, because this this the 20th anniversary of this film was celebrated like last month, or like just a few days ago, I guess, uh, which isn't even why we picked it. We we're just so in touch with the cinema world. But there's a great New York Times article written by Carlos Aguilar, who I have met and has been on the movie podcast that I produce, Maximum Film. Great guy. He wrote 
an article called When Itumama Tambien Changed Everything, and he does a bunch of interviews with the filmmakers now, 20 years later. It's oh, really my dad sent me that article. That I haven't read it yet. My dad sent that to me, actually, because I told yeah, him we were great. doing this, and he, and he texted me that. It's not very long. It's okay. just kind of a Q&A kind of thing. It's cool. It's cool. Good. Thank you for reminding uh, me that. Well, let's get into the synopsis of this movie, Patrick. Cool. Yeah. It is about Tenoche and Julio, played by Diego Luna and Gael Garcia Bernal respectively, and they're, like, I guess they just kind of, like, graduated high school, you know, they're, like, these good-for-nothing teens. Couple hot, of horn dogs. Horn dogs, they're smoking pot, they're drinking, they're partying, their girlfriends, who are best friends, go to Italy together, and so uh, Diego Luna and Gael Garcia Bernal are left uh, back home just to goof around and attempt to cheat on their girlfriends, and they meet a very sexy woman at a party... Or not a party, a wedding. Her yeah. name is Luisa, and she is the wife of Diego Luna's cousin. Mm-hmm. And she's very hot. Who's recently and back from Spain. He'd been in Spain for 10 years, yes. becoming a writer, and he was such a such a pompous asshole about it. Do you remember yes. that scene? Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. And they spill wine on him, it seemed like, in on purpose, Yeah, which is very funny. <laughs> um, but uh, Luisa is like oh, I kind of want to travel, and Diego Luna and Gael Garcia Bernal kind of make up this story where they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to this beach. Uh, it's called uh, uh, La Boca de Cielo, uh, like the heaven's mouth. And it's like, you should come with us. And she's like, uh, yeah, whatever. Go away, <laughs> little teen boys. And then Luisa finds out that her she finds out that her husband, Hano, has been cheating on her. And so she decides to go on this road trip with these two teens. And she goes on this trip with Diego Luna and Gael Garcia Bernal. And they're kind of like, they kind of have an idea of where they're going to like this made up beach. But they're also kind of not sure. And yeah, because they're, they're, they're their stoner guide. friend, Saba. <laughs> who's their cartographer. Uh, who's completely yeah, and he's like, go up. here, man. <laughs> find his giant coke bottle go buy that and it's like they kind of have an idea they know where they're going but they don't really anyways i don't know if you want to put anyone on blast but who would you least trust for directions least trust of my friends Mm -hmm. for directions i wouldn't put you on that list patrick i think you'd be very good thank you i'm a very good navigator very good with directions and uh, i think i would actually probably say casey o'brien i'm very bad at directions. are you really terrible oh i haven't been exposed to that yet Okay. At directions. Yeah, well, I appreciate I, your your candor. Really yeah, my friend John Davy and I constantly getting lost in <laughs> pre iPhones. We never knew where we were going. <laughs> lost in the streets of Minneapolis all the time. Um, but anyways, there it's a road trip movie. They're going from Mexico City to Oaxaca, and sexy time happens, and Luisa ends up having sex with both of them, and there's a lot of flirtation, and fighting, and comedy, and laughter, and crying, and it's just a hell of a time. <laughs> yeah. Patrick, did you ever hope to have a Itumama Tambien situation of, of your course. own? Of course. Who who hasn't hoped for that? Well, did yeah, I ever tell I you about did I ever tell you about um there was a so when I was 18, I went to Spain by myself. Ooh. And when I was on the plane, I was with um Two people, a guy and a girl, who were probably there. We were all strangers. They were both from Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, I was from, you know, California, and I'm talking to both of them. And I remember the guy was going to Santander, which is somewhere, someplace like in central North Spain. And I can't remember where the girl was going. Her name was Lirio, and she uh, was probably mid to late twenties. I was eighteen, and her hostel check in wasn't until later. And so she asked if she could take a shower at my at my room in my hostel, <gasps> and I I didn't know I didn't know what to do, so I just said yes, and yeah. then uh-huh. I just sat in my room on the edge of my bed, like terrified until she was done, and then mm-hmm. she left. <laughs> <laughs> that? that's, so, well, isn't that pathetic that that was the, the closest cl- either <laughs> of us came to such a situation the closest and you know i that was i mean maybe it was just a, a holy you're probably reading like baseball almanacs or something <laughs> like that 
<laughs> Probably. I brought so many books on that trip, too. And I had considered bringing my typewriter, and luckily my parents talked me out of it because oh that would have been... Oh, my God. Can you imagine? What a fucking <laughs> dork. I would have done the same thing. I need to bring my typewriter. I, know I need to write. It's such... A, it's so emblematic of Peanut's 18-year-old brain. God. Like, oh, no. God forbid you write a laptop. pound <laughs> That is so funny. I so Patrick, I actually want to dedicate a whole episode to this story. I'm not going to get into it. We'll do it in January, the 15th anniversary of when this happened. But did I ever have I ever told you my Sundance Film Festival story? I think so. I don't know if I have. I feel it was like something that happened to me my freshman year of college. And I'll set it up now and in a few months I will tell the whole story and it will be good. And maybe we can have Logan Metz, who I went on this trip with. Uh, he could be a guest on the show. And because the story is like literally a half an hour long because it's insane. Um, but we found ourselves picking up a strange woman and driving like across states to Sundance with her in our car. And I thought, huh, is this going to be a, an E2 Lantambien <laughs> situation? And it couldn't have been farther from that situation. So I that was the clo- that was like it wasn't even close to a situation like that. But that was what I thought might happen. But it was not at yeah. all. But I would love to tell that story. That can be a special episode. Why January? Are we going to do a Sundance episode or something? Like a I movie guess that it's was like the Sundance? 15th anniversary of when it happened. Uh, okay. But I guess we could also do. Uh, we could do. Yeah, it we should do a classic sun- Sundance darling movie yeah that would, oh that would be good yeah yeah logan and i saw the movie once there we, <laughs> we, there. Could, do, we could do that that would be good uh anyways back to the movie back to uh, the movie after we've <laughs> gone <laughs> disclosed off. our pathetic not even near itumama tambien moments our anti-itumama our anti-itumama tambien <laughs> That's correct. Patrick, how do you feel about this movie all these years later? Watching it as a young man, watching it as a still young, but more of a man man now. How do you feel? I really enjoyed it. And one thing that I wanted to ask you uh, upon finishing this movie and reflecting on it, would you characterize this film as like if you have like, let's say you have there's binary options. Okay, there's no in between. You have to put them in one of these buckets, one bucket is this movie is nihilistic. The other bucket is this movie is inspiring. And what bucket would would you put in? I would say inspiring. Okay. I think this movie deals with the finite nature of life in many ways and how sometimes that can be harsh. But I think in all of that, these characters find beauty and meaning in their journey, which is sort of an eternal notion. And I find that to be optimistic. And I feel like sometimes the finiteness of life creates this beauty. It makes you, it, it forces you to notice the beauty and magic in life. What about so, you? I would agree with that to a point. However... I feel like, and I think this is a great, we've talked about this before on the podcast, and uh, we've talked about how a fun thing about really any kind of art is, it, you know, it refracts kind of what, you know, state of mind you're in. So you can experience movies, you can experience art differently depending on what state of mind you're in sure. and where you're at emotionally. And I think for me, I definitely got those vibes from it. But I think the sort of epilogue of the movie almost undermines everything. That I still like this movie, but I think the epilogue sort of like undermines everything. And it's ultimately kind of nihilistic. And Spoiler I don't think that's, alert. Yeah. So describe the describe like the last. So there's a narration. The spoiler. There's a narration here. But what hap- what precedes this, though? I'm OK. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> You're about to blow a gasket. Uh, there's a nar- there's a narration. Do not make me I will demote you off host duties again, <laughs> Mr. Patrick. So there's narration throughout the movie. There's some unknown narrator. And at the end of the film, the Louisa decides to stay behind at this little village that they've stayed at because they had such a beautiful time there. And it's kind of like months later, Julio and Tenoch stop hanging out. And then they run into each other a few months later, 
and they decide to get coffee. And when they get coffee, Diego Luna's character says to Julio's character, did you hear what happened to Luisa? She had cancer that whole time. She died a month after our trip. She's dead. And uh, she knew she had cancer. That's like basically kind of why she went with them. And then (coughs) as they're leaving, the narrator says they never saw each other again. Mm -hmm. And Patrick is saying that is pessimistic. And I'm saying that's just one of those things in life. Well, what I do want another spoiler, like towards the end of the movie, and right before they say the title of the movie and they say, tu mama también, they go to Noche and Julio and Luisa go back to their hotel room and they have a threesome. And Tanoch and Julio kiss. They make out. And the next morning, they both seem very distressed. Shook. And anxious and very shook. And so another question that's kind of tangential to this discussion is do you think do you think this trip ruined their relationship or do you think they would have like do you think they would still be best friends had they never gone on this trip with Louisa or do you think they would have drifted apart anyways because that's what happens with some high school friends I think they would have drifted apart anyways because a big part of this movie is the differences in class Julio is poorer and Tenoch is from like an aristocratic family and their roads, their paths are already diverging because Julio is going to the public university where Tenoch is going to the private fancy university. So it seemed like their their paths were diverging anyways. I don't think this trip had anything to do with it. But I see myself relating to Luisa as like gripping life. Like yeah. these two dum-dums, that doesn't, I don't need, they don't need to be my proxy for the film, you mm, know? Yeah, I think that's a really good counterpoint to that. It's like, you know, they're sort Thank of... You. I don't know if peripheral is the right word, but it's it's not about them. It's about Louisa, even though they're yes. sort of in the foreground. Louisa's who... Sh- because there is a quote that Louisa has. So Louisa's final words to Tenoch and, Ju- and Julio are, life is like foam, so give yourself away like the sea. Mm-hmm. And I think that's... Uh, those are very resonant words. Yes. Do you... Indeed. Have you given yourself away like the sea? Are you foam? Oh, I'm foam, foam? baby. (laughs) Floating all over the place. Drifting around. I try to be like foam. Yeah. I don't I can be like foam and just not never leave my apartment. (laughs) That that doesn't mean it doesn't mean I have to go adventuring. It's my own. I find my sea to be foam on, you know? Yeah, I think that's valid. Oh, that reminds me. So you know how you've called me the bundler? The bundler, famously the bundler. Haven't gotten any art for your villainous uh, comic book character <laughs> oh, yeah. yet. But. So yesterday, Monday, um, Manuel had invited me to <laughs> had invited me to float the river down in San Marcos, about uh, forty minutes south of Austin. Uh-huh. And initially, I, I had said yes, and then I um, and then he he invited me. He's like, "Hey, let's do coffee before, and then we'll go down to the river." I was like, "Sounds good." So uh, yesterday we're going to go do coffee and um, I'm like, "Eh, actually, I don't think I really feel like doing it. And he's like, what about bundling? I thought you were the bundler. I was getting ready to experience (laughs) because I told him that I was too wiped from everything I had done this week. And so he couldn't believe that I didn't want to. You over bundled. (laughs) I over bundled. So there is an end to the bundle. Yeah, it's it's finite. It's not limitless. (laughs) But by each passing year, the bundle grows. Yeah. Uh, yes. All right, Patrick. I, did you have anything else before we go to the fartsy test? There's a lot of stuff I want to bring up in the fartsy test. Yes. Before we get to the fartsy test. And I wanted to ask you, do you have, what are some of your favorite road trip movies? Do you have fantastic question? I would actually put this one up there. Same. Uh, road trip movies. Um, let me think. What are some other big ones that are good? Oh, I like this movie called Wrist Cutters. Did you ever see that movie? Yeah, it came out I did like see t- Wrist Cutters. Yeah, that I was love right. that movie. It was okay. Um, did you like Into the Wild? I hate that movie. Don't really? Hold on. That. No, do not no, I want to talk to me. Why I do you? I don't, don't want to talk the... about it. I don't Re- want to. Talk... I hate that movie. I think it's stupid. I think Emil Hirsch is stupid. I think <laughs> Sean Penn is a big dumb dumb. I think Kristen Stewart is bad in that movie. Uh, don't tell Clay. Uh, I think <laughs> it feels like it's being really deep when it's being really dumb and stupid. And yeah, I didn't, I don't care for that film. What about the Eddie Vedder set soundtrack? A big hard sun beating on the big people. 
in the big hard world. I don't like when you bring up music that I can't sing loudly along There's with a you. Big and hard so, sun. do you like that movie? I do like Into the Wild, and I remember I had a really nice experience. It was my first or second year at UCLA, and my mom came up from San Diego, and we had a nice Mother Son day, and we went to this theater that's not around anymore called the New Wilshire. Uh-huh. Um, it was a landmark oh, yeah. theater, uh-huh. and we—I can't remember where we had lunch, but we saw Into the Wild there at New Wilshire. Oh, my mom and I. mommy's little guy, and mommy's mom, <laughs> mommy's <watching>. little guy. <laughs> um, yeah, I just did that movie. I just—I was so turned off by it. I don't even know. I, I mean, just didn't everything like it. you said. I mean, Sean Penn is a dum dum. Emil Hirsch is a piece of shit. I actually think—I don't think Kristen Stewart's the greatest actress, but I thought she was good in that. Um, I know, that, I, I like I, that, that movie. movie just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I don't know. It, it well, just, it's because you hate the outdoors, you hate camping, you hate nature. Mm, I wish I had something to push back against. You don't. You talk about her. Right. <laughs> you got my number there, guy. You know, it's another good road trip movie. What? Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh, I like that that's movie. That's a classic. Almost uh, famous. Almost famous. Would you consider that a road trip movie? I'm not saying it's not. Uh, yeah. I just never, never thought about it that way. Yeah, I, I would. I would say so. You know what? I would be curious to see if it holds up as Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, that was such a big movie when it came out. I was like, I have to see this in theaters. Yeah. Oh, they one more. They haven't really done much, have they, since the, the no. couple? What's another good... I'm, I feel like I'm missing some important well, one ones. that was... Going back to our discussion about rotations, uh, stuff uh-huh. that was doing our rotation as kids, a goofy movie. Oh, yes! Phenomenal road movie. trip movie. Got myself a notion. <laughs> one that you'll understand set the world in motion by reaching out for each other's hand maybe I'll discover I won't go on but I oh, could oh I love that song you should drop that song because that's a really good song what's the name of the uh... give me Tevin Campbell, baby. Who's who? That's the name of the singer. Tevin Campbell. Yeah, he played. Who oh, is Tevin the, Campbell? What's the, what's the name of the artist in the Goofy movie? It's some. It's like it's Shockwave like, or something yeah, like that. I it's like pa- I feel Powerline. Powerline. That's what it is. You know what's interesting? I feel like that was kind of like a modernization of a Disney classic Disney character, and I feel like that would have been more of a trend in the 90s but that's kind of the only one that's like that you know what i mean they didn't do Mm -hmm. like an updated mickey movie or you know what i'm saying right where they made them more they kind of anthropomorphized them anthropomorphized them more well like like more more than even like in their little mickey world it's like he lives in the real world right you know like god i loved goofy movie great goofy movie's great great one that might be Uh, the best road trip movie of all time it could be (laughs) i'm not saying it's not uh you know what i that's another road trip movie I really like, but people don't. Uh, Kingpin. Oh, Kingpin's great. Oh, you like Kingpin? Good. <laughs> yeah, Kingpin's I like, hilarious. <laughs> I, like, I want to watch like that again. I like Kingpin a lot. Oh, Easy uh, Riders is a very famous. You know what? You know which one I don't? Uh, Tulane Blacktop. I thought oh, it was kind of bad. It's the most overrated. We're, oh, we might I'm catch shit for us. Patrick. Oh, it's I, so overrated. That's a movie that bad. I probably lied about liking. Yes. Oh, a hundred. <laughs> me too. hundred percent. Easy Rider and that one get clumped up together a lot. Uh, but Easy Rider is so much better. Than Way better. Movie. Yeah. Um, Tulane Blanton is like very like prototypical artsy fartsy pretentious bullshit. This isn't really a road trip movie per se, but it's a movie where they're driving around the entire movie called the Day Trippers. Uh, they're driving around New York City, so it's kind of like mm, a road I remember trip. when that was in your letterbox rundown. That sounds really good. Oh, it's really good, Patrick. You should watch it. It's a yeah. great post-Thanksgiving movie. Who? Uh, who's the actor? Who are some of the actors in it? It's like three siblings. Liv Schreiber, Liv Schreiber. Parker Posey, um, Hope Davis. That's right. Um, what's Ben Stiller's mom? Anne, um, Anne Mira. Anne Mira. Um, Stanley Tucci. Oh my um, God. Heavy hitters. Yeah. It's really good. It's a great movie. And I went, Greg Matola. I wish he'd also directed super bad. So um, did you know Greg Matola is directing the new, um, he's, he's directing the reboot of Fletch. Interesting. It's called Confess Fletch. Okay. I don't love Fletch. I have no, I have no, uh, you know, adherence to the original. Um, 
Okay, Patrick, we've gone on a tear. Okay. We've gone yeah, on our own little road test. trip of yeah. ideas. Anyways, thank you for we? indulging me on that. Oh, I love to indulge. Patrick, I will indulge you any which way <laughs> you want. Um, okay, moving on to the Fartsy test. Patrick. Yeah. This is the test we use, the Fartsy test, to determine the fartsiness of a movie. This is what it's all about. This is... We talk, we, we, we have fun, but this is really a scientific test. Uh, it's our scale that gauges how impenetrable, unapproachable, and generally artsy-fartsy movie is. We continually add and subtract from the list. It's a living document, much like the Constitution, but far more important and far-reaching. Um, Patrick, is there mu- any music in this movie? Oh, yes. There's some music. Yeah. None. It's not a powerful part of the movie. I will say, it, reaching back to the original form of this question, are there parts where you feel like your volume isn't working? The yes. sound constantly, completely falls out where you're like, yes. oh, did someone press mute? And then like, it'll be like three seconds and then the narrator will talk. And that happens every time the narrator, the narration comes in, the sound completely goes away. It's kind of pretty disorienting feature. the first, like 60%, the first 60% that that happens. It's like yeah. just by the time you're getting used to it, the movie's over. <laughs> it really makes you notice the narration. It and does. It, so in that way, it doesn't feel frivolous. No. Nami. And it's, um, it's, it's succinct narration. He's got a good voice and it's, um. It sketches in details without being too expository or yeah. heavy-handed. It was it was nice. I liked well, it. Well, he's like an omniscient narrator where he knows like what's everything that's going on at all times. Like right. other incidents, it's clearly not a character. It's clearly right. like exactly. God. Like there is a scene where they they were stuck in traffic and it was because a a um a migrant worker had been killed in a hit and run. Isn't it interesting they say migrant worker when they're referring to Mexicans not from like Mexico City? Mhm. Yeah. I find that interesting. Well, I guess I it's kind really of like, means. I mean, it's, um, I mean, they refer to, Okies were referred to as migrant workers when. I guess that's true. They came out to California in the Did you see Roma? 30s. Yeah. No. Yeah. Patrick, you're going to have to pick one. Which one did, was it? Yes or no? No, I don't think I've seen Roma. It feels Is like the Is that the Netflix Roma? one? That, is yeah. the Netflix one that Alphonse? No, yeah. I haven't seen it. It feels like a prequel to this movie because it's all about the housekeeper of this family. And there's an interesting point in this movie where Diego Luna's character, where the narrator is like Diego Luna's character is thinking about how his housekeeper came from this village and he's never visited before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kind of interesting. Roma's good. It has that kind of magic Mexico feeling. Uh, I think Itumama Tambien is better. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Well, actually, I will see Roma, but... Are you going to see that before or after you read Stoner? <laughs> Probably before. <laughs> Stoner uh, is somewhere in one of my boxes. We'll you see know what's funny? Stoner the boxes. is a short book, I know. Too. It's like 120 pages. It's, and <laughs> it's like a short, quick read. Pretty short. Um, is there suicide in this movie? No. 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 I say There's no. life. There's people's grabbing life <laughs> by the horns and riding... <laughs> Uh, here's a good question. Does someone masturbate slash is there a penis in this movie? Yes. And yes. yes. What did Remember you think that? of that? There's a scene where <laughs> the two boys are at a country club and they're on two separate diving boards and they're both jerking off and you see the little jism hit the water. Uh, what did you think of that scene, Patrick? It was pretty gross. It was very graphic. Would you ever do that with a pal? No. Would you? No. It's, it's. Do you know anyone that's done that with, with a friend? Hmm. Like I'm sh- obviously it's happened. I actually in don't, but I'm sure it's happened, and I don't mean to judge. I just no, don't no, think, no. Uh, it's fine. I don't. Think I, I wouldn't would be comfortable. comfortable with, yeah. No. Uh, but it was did a little you, bit. What, of... <laughs> what did you think of this? Kind of ties into our circumcision discussion from last week. <laughs> yes. Uh, what did you think of Diego that Luna was last week? Yeah. Shame. Did we talk about circumcision? Did we or am I? <laughs> did I dream We've about it? We've talked about it. We've oh, talked we about it on the show. It's on, it's on record. Okay, uh, it's on record. But you remember Tanoch was was dick shaming uh, <laughs> Julio for being uncircumcised. He's saying mm, he had an ugly He said dick. it had a hood. It I had a hood. But it was a qu- but a quarter inch longer. That's <laughs> what he said. It's all very important details. <laughs> yeah. What do I think about that? I don't really have a thought necessarily on that, but it's it's good food for thought, I suppose. Yeah. Um, are there topics, images, or behaviors that go beyond what would be considered acceptable in a mainstream film? I would say yes. I think yeah. this explores, like, especially when Tenoch and Julio begin making out, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, what does that mean? 
are they gay? Are they just, or do they just love each other? It seems like it reaches beyond a binary of queer, yeah, or like straight or gay. It's kind of this beautiful, loving queer in the middle. It's macho though. It's like Mexico macho love, lust, all in one. It's yeah. uh yeah. So I think that is kind of a gray area that is not often tackled in also, film. One thing that I appreciated is that it really um they like to kind of pitch themselves as sort of like these Adonis like figures pleasing their their girlfriends because there's a yeah. lot of talk with Louisa about um you know their sex lives and they ask her, yes. her about her sex life and she has sex both of them separately she has sex with well and then the threesome later but first she has sex with Tanoch and then she has sex with Julio and they both come very quickly call me in like 15 seconds and she's <laughs> yeah. like laughing both times and she's like you guys are both disasters yeah she is just like is roasting them for and they life. are like little like vermin who've gotten like they're just like, yeah. like Tasmanian <laughs> devils trying to have sex it's so funny yeah like she she asked Tanoch to go down on her and he's it's like he was injected with like I don't know with like speed or something he's just like it's like when the gremlins out. got wet <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's exactly what it's like. Uh, and so I appreciate, I think that's kind of transgress, or I don't know if transgressive is the right word, yeah. but I mean, you know, film tends to depict sex in a more romanticized and sanitized way. Yeah. And this movie presents sex in kind of all its different facets and how it can play out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, Patrick. Uh, can Peanut start watching this movie after 8 p.m. without falling asleep? Patrick, tell the you, people. Yes, I did. Yes, probably all the sex scenes. Because this is a movie where you're like, huh. <laughs> you're like, huh, I wonder if there's going to be a sex scene now. And the answer yeah, is always yes. just keep waiting yes. for boobs, yeah. <laughs> the answer is always yes. Uh, is there an inordinate amount of milling about so much so that this could be retitled the 2013 comedy starring Jennifer Aniston, We're the Millers? It's driving In, milling. Inherently but... driving, there's millage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's never boring. It's not like... And it's not very ponderous. There's a lot of conversation. Not ponderous. Not ponderous. I, I was just moved by this movie again. I just, yeah. it's, it's so good. It's very <sighs> moving. And it's very, um, I think there are a lot of, Alfonso Corona is saying a lot about the country of Mexico. Yes. About class. stuff that's kind of going on in the periphery and about class. Yeah. And I think this movie, it doesn't put it front and center and it's not exploitative in any way, but it is very conscious of the different uh, social social classes. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Um, poster titillation level. For me, this is high. Yeah, it's pretty high. I remember seeing this poster and being like, hmm? Because it's, it's both of them dancing with Luisa, but it's like kind of All their blurry. bodies are like fused together. Yeah, and it's like blurry and like red and the words are big over it. And you're like, what is this sexy movie? So, high, I would say. Titillated. Beyond reproach. Yes. Um, so, yes. Patrick, do you have anything pretentious you can say about this movie? I do. Okay, go ahead. Well, you know, you kind of just touched upon it. The danger and... Maybe not danger, but like uh, doom and bad things are always on the periphery of this story. They're just out of reach, but within the confines of the events that happen within this adventure, nothing bad really happens, but Louisa has cancer and it's just like coming for her. And there's all these like protests and demonstrations. You see, you see people getting arrested as they're driving along. Um, there's, uh, you hear a lot of rumors about, Diego Luna's father, who's been doing maybe some illegal things, mm-hmm. as uh, he's like a what is his? He was an undersecretary. Of, like it sounded like he was yeah. in the cabinet of the president because the president was at his daughter's um, Tenocha's sister's wedding. Yeah, so the, he's so, definitely in the cabinet of the president of Mexico. So this really is like youth. It, it, you know, this captures youth because you're they're kind of unaware of the bad stuff going on outside, but it is there and it is getting closer. And there's sort of this impending doom kind of coming for them. That's not that pretentious, but I No, I, I think I think it is. And I think that I mean there's nothing in particular that uh I would want to add to that. I think you cover it pretty well. 
Uh, Patrick, what's the score you're going to give for this movie? Are you ready? Yep. 7.2. Ooh, I was going to say 7. Okay. 7.1, right in the middle. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, this was a huge hit in Mexico. It's like one of the top movies earners, like, of all time. Yeah. So, it has mainstream appeal. But, it's subtitulos, very sexy. Uh, yeah. And it's it's a it's not your totally standard, you know, Hollywood narrative. I mean, it's not it's not a genre film in any way. It's no. uh, yeah. The so. camera is a character of itself. It wanders in and out of rooms. It's mm-hmm. not shot like a traditional classic Chivo. Classic Chivo. Yeah, classic. Chivo. He's just always on the move. It's like he's <laughs> a lot. The camera is alive. <laughs> Patrick, do you have a drink pairing for us? I do. Do you want to guess? Uh, tequila. Close, Mezcal. Wait, we had tequila last. <laughs> Your finest shot of tequila. That yeah. was last week. <laughs> yeah. Now this is Mezcal because of the worm. Ah, the worm. Yeah. Have you I ever don't ingested like the worm? That much. Never ate the worm. Would you eat the worm? I'd eat the worm. Yeah, me too. I have not had it, but I would eat the worm. Uh, I thought the worm was in tequila too. That's just it, mezcal. It may be, but I think it's primarily associated with mezcal. It might be into some tequila as well, but it's primarily mm. associated with mezcal because it's a type of moth um, called mawei, mm-hmm. and uh, that's it's like the larvae of that type of moth. Well, Louisa did not swallow. It went into her mouth, but she pulled it out. Oh, I didn't notice that. Maybe pay a little more attention when you're. Well, you didn't even notice time. they said the name of the movie. Ito mama también. A little crow feet. Just a little half half a foot. Patrick, what movie are we talking about next week? Oh my God, I'm so, so, so excited. I'm really jazzed. And I want to ask you a question about it, but. Oh, I have a funny anecdote about about the movie. So next week we're watching Stanley Kubrick's A Clockwork Orange. A Clockwork Orange. And you don't have to answer this now, but what was the last time you saw it? Hmm. And we can say it again next week, too. We can discuss this twice. Seven years ago, maybe? Oh, wow. For me, I think it was literally probably 14 years ago. Wow. Yeah. And you have an anecdote. Save it. Yeah. It's uh, it's not that interesting, but it's, it's it, you'll find it funny. I think some listeners will find it kind of marginally comical. I hope it's over 90%. That's what we're shooting for. 90% entertaining for each anecdote. Or else yeah. I cut it from the I episode. think it's there. Be- and it's brief. It's very brief. Okay, I love that. I love It'll definitely that. put a smile on your face. Uh, yes, this is our first Stanley Kubrick movie. Uh, very excited. He is famous, but the, his movies are undoubtedly art house. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, for Especially sure. Especially this one. This one's going to be tough to tackle. I'm going to yeah. have to do a lot of research. Wait, lot- but didn't, pa- didn't Paramount... Dis- hold on. We need to see who distributed Clockwork Orange, because let's see how much crow you eat right now, you bitch. <sighs> so that's the next movie we're doing. Patrick, we did it. We got to another end of, uh, end of another episode. Can you believe? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I can believe. Okay, great. I'm glad you can because we yeah. did it. It's true. I know. Uh, so this is us, Fart House. Thank you for listening. Uh, our Twitter is Fart House Pod. Our Instagram is Fart House Pod. Patrick's Twitter is Patrick R. Mallon. His letterbox is at PR Mallon. Mine is Casey Lee O'Brien. Follow both of us, I guess. Although if you want to unfollow Patrick and then follow <laughs> me, that would be really cool and help me with the numbers. Um, Patrick, have you had dinner yet? No, I had. Oh my um, God, it's eight forty-eight your time. Well, I had kind of a late lunch. I had this not very good healthy burrito around two thirty or three, Ugh, and I didn't. Wretched. I had about half of it, and I th- and I actually threw it out. Um, that is way too late to have lunch, my man. I know. In I my know. opinion, I am and H-O. so now it's eight forty-eight Central Time, famously the best time in the world. Um, <laughs> uh, no, so I don't know what I'm gonna. Do I'm not super hungry. What are you doing for dinner? Are you on deck for cooking? Or are you no? Trisha's putting putting something together. You know what I had for lunch? What? Uh, so we had McDonald's the other night, and I ordered <laughs> oh, a God. one of those. You know the little cheeseburgers. Yeah, those heat up really well. Ugh, gross. What? How? How long gross? ago was the other I night? I thought you were on on my side. No, under no circumstances will I be uh, on anyone's side with leftover fast food. Patrick, you're going to leave me hanging fr- like this? Absolutely. Leftover the- fast food. We had it on Saturday night. Holy shit. And for Wait, lunch no, today no, sorry, on Sunday, Tuesday. Sunday. <laughs> Sunday night. We had, we had it Sunday night. I can't believe you're not. 
Do you do you hate leftovers? What do you, you what do you, you guess do. knowing me? I do. You hate leftovers. Yeah. Oh I don't like leftovers. Oh my god, the bundler hates leftovers. <laughs> because I'm always seeking novelty, you know. Yes, I'm I always... know it's true. You you can't you, there's no room wanna... on the bundle for nothing for old exactly. for Exactly. It's antithetical to bundling if you're doing the same thing over and over. <laughs> Very antithetical to bundling. <laughs> The art of bundling. Ooh, you could fun, write a little be a funny shirt ant- antithetical to bundling. Yes. <laughs> Just non sequitur. Oh, God. Well, Patrick, uh, eat something good. Okay. And uh, that's all I have to say about that. And I can't believe you just shamed me. I'm not going to throw <laughs> that burger away. It was fine. It, 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 what was Trisha's take? No take. She no take? Oh, no she's, take. Nu- she's neutral? She's neutral. Hmm. Okay. I'm not shaming you. I just think it's gross. <laughs> Why do I feel shame? <laughs> I don't know. You're responsible for your own emotions, man. <laughs> oh, God. All right. That's it. This is the Cinephile Cuties signing off. Bye. Patas. 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 <laughs>